Hello everybody, welcome to a very rare and long overdue live edition of Play Paul's Turn. It's Bobby, I'm here with Mark. Good evening. Good evening Mark. Uh, Mark's had his birthday yesterday, it's the 15th of June, his birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday Mark. Thank you very much. Say happy birthday everybody. Thank you. I think you've heard me celebrate my 21st, I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, yes. The 30th anniversary of his 21st birthday. Um, (laughs) No, he's not that old. Uh, Nearly. Nearly. Um, So we are here in London's Leicester Square on a scorching hot day. Beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous in London, clear blue skies. We're sat right opposite the OG in Leicester Square, outside All Bar One. And we are going to be seeing The Flash in about just over an hour's time. Mark, you have been so excited for this movie. When the first trailer dropped back in January, you went absolutely nuts. And I think you were straight on there when tickets were available to book. I'm so, so glad that you chose me to come with you today. Oh, I wouldn't chose anybody else. It's funny though, because you were really, really excited when the trailer dropped. My initial reaction was, oh God, because I think at that point, the rumors were swirling because Gunn had taken over the DCU and jumped from Marvel, Disney, whatever. And um, I knew he was gonna put everything pretty much in the bin, which I was kind of disappointed about because I think with Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is a film that I actually really love. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, oh, good. Oh, we're on the same page with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Is it John that doesn't like it? It's probably John. It's probably John. <laughs> um, and John's Sorry, edit- John. Yeah, if this makes it into the final edit, then kudos to John. Uh, very honourable of you. Um, he might want to make a correction if we have that, got that wrong. But for the purposes of this recording, we're going to assume it's, uh, it's John that hates the Justice League. But Zack Snyder's Justice League, I thought, was absolutely brilliant. And that gave me a lot of hope for where the DCU could go. Um, but yeah, you've been really, really excited. Now, you're, you're just obsessed with the 1989 Keaton Batman. Yes, it's my favourite, probably my favourite ever film, most probably. What was it about that film that captured your imagination? I mean, when did you first... Do you remember... Well, obviously, you remember first seeing it. Did you mm. see it at the cinema? I was not old enough to go and see it at the cinema. But my uncle, uh, who's now retired, so I can say this, got me a pirate version, I have to be honest. So I saw it on a pirate, but then I got smuggled into a cinema to see it properly as well. Actually, Batman 89 is the first ever 12 certificate film. That's right, yeah. In the UK, and I was only about 11 maybe at the time. I think it's an idea my age. Um, But I got got stuck into it. I I, I saw it on a dodgy pirate, and also I saw it for real at the cinema as well. I mean, the reason why I love it so much, I mean, there's a lot, I, I won't go into a review of it. It's obviously the Christopher Reeve Superman films had, had come out at that point. I think all four had come out by 87. Yeah, because uh, 87 was uh, the quest for peace. That's right. Filmed out at his hometown in Milton Keynes. And, um, but like, as a massive Batman fan as a kid, so Batman was always my favorite comic character, still is. The thought of seeing him in live action was just like amazing. I'd obviously seen the 66 TV show, which isn't Batman. Um, although there's a lot of love for it, like in a kitschy way. But this was, particularly at the time when 89 came out, it was in the era of Frank Miller's. So uh, he'd done year one for comic book fans. Uh, the Dark Knight Returned had come out. Um, also, Alan Grant, um, yeah, Alan Grant and Billy Rowland's uh, The Killing Joke. So 
this film took aspects of that and that's what excited me about it and it was Batman so but even now I still think the film holds up as well and um, Anton First God rest his soul was the production designer in the film won an Oscar for it, I think as well the film looks beautiful um, his production values the way that Gotham looks and, uh, and everything like that was fantastic Nicholson is scary as a Joker Probably one of the most scary jokers, I think, is what he's done. So, well, I think, all in all, it, it's worked. Yeah, I think, you know, Jack Nicholson, the thing about the Joker is his unpredictability because he's all about chaos. Mm. There's not there's not really an absolute plan with him. It's basically, this is what I want to do, but the path to achieving it is basically chaos. And you yes. just do not know what the hell is going to happen with him. And I think... That's where Heath Ledger's Joker just took it to the next level because he obviously took some of that um, unpredictability, chaos, um, you know, kind of carefree nature is probably not the right term, but you got me a double rum, which I wasn't expecting and I didn't know until afterwards when I then told Mark I was feeling lightheaded. But you still drunk uh, it though. Here I am. Yeah, but I still drunk it. Um, And Heath Ledger then just took it to the next level in The Dark Knight. Um, and they catch the essence of the Joker where he is, I mean he does, like he is chaos, you're right, and he leaves destruction where he is, but if you look at sort of h and but in more Dark Knight, there is always a plan with him, so a great example is at the end of Dark Knight with the fairies, you know, it takes planning to do that, so his facade of being mad and crazy, yes he is mad and crazy, uh, no, so he is mad and crazy, but he does have a, the underlines of a plan, as which which is kind of really well shown in the Dark Knight, probably more than 89 in all honesty as well. Because 89 just takes over Grissom's business. But in Dark Knight, he's more conniving. But, but anyway, um, I mean, we talked about all this. I will give one very quick shout out to Danny Elfman. Whenever I talk about Batman, I talk about the score. Uh, Danny Elfman's score is just absolutely magnificent from the opening Batman theme in the opening credits to right at the end. The score is one of the best film scores ever done um, you know, apart from like Williams is like Indiana Jones and Superman and Star Wars work I think Elfman's stuff is absolutely on par with that it's a magnificent score yeah um, and, and, and Keaton as well there was all the Ferrar about casting at the time well yeah because I remember I was only 10 or 11 at the time I was probably about 10 when he was cast and I remember reading that uh, some of the furor was over his age because he was about 36 years old at the time and people was, were saying yeah. he was too old you know, which, I mean, I, I guess at that time, you know, I didn't really have an opinion on it because I was 10 at the end of the day. I mean, anyone that was over the age of 20 was ancient to us, right? Um, 36, you were basically in the one foot in the grave. But I really <laughs> liked Michael Keaton from Beetlejuice. Yes. So that's where I knew him from. Didn't know him from anything else. So people had seen him in Beetlejuice. I think Mr. Mum, I think he'd been in as yeah. well. And some other stuff, there was another, there's a thing we did about being, working in cars and that sort of thing. So people saw him more of a comic actor, so they sort of thought it was going to be, oh, it's going to be a send-up for like 66 again as well. But I think the underestimated sort of Tim Burton as well, who's also, you know, he had made obviously Beetlejuice with Michael Keaton. He'd done Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I think, as well. But they, they got the character and I think people underestimated them and, yeah. and Keaton was inspired casting, he really was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, you know, up to that point, my, um, my exposure to Batman was the Adam West uh, Burt Ward show from yeah. the 60s. 
uh, which you know obviously as kids we always used to watch those reruns and stuff and then when I was about eight or nine I think I just had this voracious appetite for reading. I mean, I like read The Hobbit by the time I was five, and you know, I was reading Defoe's Robinson Crusoe and all this stuff while everybody else was still on Spot the Dog and stuff like that. I was just more clever than everybody else. Um, <laughs> he says, making a grammatical error. I'm from Croydon. Shut up. Um, and um, and I started borrowing from the library those uh, graphic novels, the Frank Miller Year One, etc., The Killing Joke. So I read all of those. Um, and what really excited me is when the hype train started for Batman, because also it was probably the most hyped movie in terms of the Prince single, yeah. the merchandise that came out before the movie came out. That bat symbol is iconic, the yellow um, background with the black bat symbol. That hangs and up on my wall at home. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> And then when we got the first glimpse of that Batmobile, because we'd not seen well, anything like it, but prior to that we'd seen like whatever it was, a converted Cadillac with flames coming out the back. That, but Batmobile, that Batmobile, it is oh the most. My. I'm not really a car person. Like I can appreciate cars, but that is the best Batmobile that's ever been made. Everyone's applauding. It's not uh, because of. Uh, of us doing a podcast live. No, it's not. There's just a lot of people out here. And um, they're being very inconsiderate to the fact we're recording. It's um, it, one day they'll recognise us, and they'll say, "Oh my God, that's the Playpool's turn crew. That's two of, <laughs> two of the Playpool's turn team." And they'll uh, be looking around, wondering where Alex, Amy, and John are. Yeah, they're not here. Anyway, so we're not that famous yet. But no, the, <laughs> but the Batmobile is but the, the greatest. Batmobile's awesome. Great. Obviously, you've got Ecto One and all, and there's lots of classic cars and everything. But the Bat Batmobile, it just looks so, it looks elegant and beautiful and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. It's actually art. It's not, it, it's a car, but it's, it's, it's actual art. It is a beautiful thing they made. And you, recently, as an early birthday present to yourself, you got the new, I can't remember the name of the toy maker. Um, McFarlane Toys. Okay, but it's the new, it's like a 1 to 24 scale model. It's yeah. huge. It's massive. It's absolutely massive. Yeah, it's nearly as big as my overdraft now. Wow. So, yes, uh, okay. I did treat myself to that, yes. Because, I mean, you need a Batmobile, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. You know, 44, why not? You I, know. I, you got a toy. I went, I, got... I went one better and I got a, I got the new Supra GR Pro. Right. Because that, when you look at it from the back, looks like the 1989 Batmobile. It's got the same curves. It's got the, the hindquarters are Batmobile. There's a guy who owns that GR Supra and he has actually modified it with a body kit uh, with the kind of flares at the back and then the elongated the front and then he's put the bat symbol on front and back, oh, wrapped gosh. it. I he's, want one. The, the uh, air intakes on the side have been elongated as well, and he's basically turned it into the 1989 Black Batmobile Supra Hybrid, and it's awesome. But yeah, mine, it looks like the Batmobile, the 89 from the back. It sounds like the 2022 Batmobile from the new Batman film, the Matt Reeves movie, which I know you're not a big fan of, but no. I loved it. Um, and it's freaking awesome. And every time I get in that car, my jaw hardens. I'm in Bruce Wayne mode. It's like, whatever. Is it only the jaw that hardens? It's only the jaw that hardens, okay, yeah. Fair. 
nothing else. I'm um, looking forward to going in that car soon. Actually, we should do that one day. You that, love yeah. that. Now, here's the other interesting thing. So, the movie we are about to see is called... The Flash. And we have spent the last 15 minutes yeah. or whatever talking about... Well, the Batman. The Batman. Yes. There is a Bat... There are other characters in this as now, well, yeah. And there's another Batman in it as well. What is it? So, the th I know that the thing that got me excited about this film is when I then did see that first trailer and I saw Michael Keaton pop up. Yes. That's when I got excited and I think it's probably the same for legions of fans out there. If this had been a standalone flash, no time travelling, multiverse stuff, mm -hmm. just Ezra Miller's flash, would you have been so excited? I mean, obviously having Keaton back is a massive hook and I'm not going to pretend it's not. That's what we look forward to. That's why we spent the last film. It's all about the Flash films, all about Batman. But they are doing a very loose adaption of the Flashpoint comic. I don't, which I don't. I think you've read that. I haven't read it actually. Read it. I okay. meant to actually just buy it, and I haven't got around. Yeah. I might do that when we finish recording. I'll uh, go online, Waterstones, whatever, and uh, and buy that. So it's a really good uh, story. It's also been adapted into a really good animated movie as well. So the. That was always their plan with the Flash film. So even when they were developing the film, it, it went through many directors as well. The guys who did um, Into the Spider-Verse were going to Lord and Miller. I think oh, Lord called. and Miller, yeah. They were going to direct it. The guys who were meant to be, at the, first. started directing the solo movie. Yeah, and then they abandoned it and then went to some, onto Spider-Man. So yeah. Um, They're the Lego movie guys, right? That's right, yeah, yes. Yeah. But they'd always, the plan had always been to do an adaption of Flashpoint. And because what's happened with DCEU now and you know, the Snyder thing and Lucky like Gun taking over. It's actually worked in their favour that, that they've now got a multiverse movie, which kind of wraps up the Snyderverse as well. So i had always been interested in it. So even if there's no Keaton in this, I would have gone to it, because I'm a comic nerd, I love comic book movies. Um, and I would have been in, interested in, in their approach to Flashpoint. But the Keaton bit is an added addition. I can't, you know, I can't pretend it's not, you know, to see him doing it all again. And also, I mean, I said about the 89 film has aged well. It has aged well, but in those times it was a very heavy suit. He couldn't do a, a great amount of fighting in it. If you actually watch it, the action scenes are fine for their time, but he can't move around. You know, well, they, they address that in the Nolan trilogy, don't they? Because uh, by the yes. time you get to the Dark Knight, at the beginning he has that car park fight, and then he goes to Lucius and he says, "We need to make the seat more tactical. I can't yeah. move in this. I can't turn my head. I can't yeah. turn my head. Exactly. It's a nice little in joke yeah. as well. So then he has that kind yes. of mesh webbing around the, the neck of the cow, yeah. which allows him to, to kind of move around and so on. And I think the only time you've really seen Batman be able to do what he does in the comics or the film or, or the animation is in the Affleck Batman vs Superman, really, and also inside a cut. The, um, the, everyone has very different opinions on Dawn of Justice. I really like it. I like my... Okay, so anyone who's listening to this, Mark and I have this argument with the rest of the Playpools team yes, all the time, time, don't we? We do. And what we tell people is, yes, Dawn of Justice, not great, but you need to watch Dawn of Justice, the director's cut, yes. because that film makes sense. Yes. You need to watch it in its entirety. In fact, they should... I mean, it's like with Justice League, right? You know, they allowed him finally to make yeah. and put together and show us his vision, and it was absolutely freaking fine. Snyder can't make a short film. That's his problem. No, and that's right. So, so that's why he struggles with studios, with, and that's really why he's gone to Netflix and that sort of stuff. So, like, he 
if the studios say I want you to make a two hour action film for us he struggles to do that he can't really he, he likes his time Sure, Watchmen's a really really good film which there's another thing as well but Schneider can't do really short films and um, but that, yeah but I again on Dawn of Justice that's where you the Affleck scene when he's uh, rescuing Superman's mum oh my god that is the best Batman fight scene in cinema history I'm it is sorry. and that is that is Batman that is Batman that is like what that is like and that is actually what I said when I saw that I shouted out yes. to everyone's dismay in the theatre but I was like this is Batman yes. I said I actually said this is effing Batman but you know we're a clean podcast blah blah yes. blah and I think that scene along with Infinity War is really um, you can say it's like you're watching a comic that makes sense but that is ripped out from the comics you know the way that yeah, is if you shot, take it frame by frame, frame that is a comic exactly and that's that's why it looks so good to be fair and and that is the way Batman fights in that so I'm really looking forward to the way that, that they do Keaton in this film the way he fights I'm going to find that very interesting yeah. we keep talking about Keaton so we're talking about The Flash which we should talk about we should so I mean I how much of the plot do you know about before we go in I don't to be honest so, like, I saw that first trailer as you know and then as you also know I then refused to watch any trailers after that so anything that's popped up on my YouTube feed TV spots, etc. I've not even been tempted by the ones that try and bait you in saying Henry Cavill Superman, blah blah blah. Yes. Um, you know, I'm so uh, let's talk because we need to kind of wrap this up um, because we need we to. We can actually talk eat. the basic plot and then do predictions very quickly. Yeah, so plot wise, I, I know nothing about it and I'm quite happy going in for the ride. I don't really want to know anything about it beforehand. I mean, I kind of get that he's obviously somehow managed to shift time or whatever or jump into another multiverse and it's a multiverse yes. where his mum's alive and obviously we know that that is something that really affected Barry as from when he was a kid when his, his mum got killed um, but that's about it um, and I'm most excited to see oh god actually there's loads I'm excited to see I'm not actually that ex I mean I actually kind of I like the humour of Ezra Miller's Flash mm -hmm. um I'm not so keen on the way that they've done his um, speed ability. Right. They've really slowed because they've taken followed on from Zack Snyder's slowing it all down thing. Yes. But but you know whatever it's fine. But I'm actually I'm so super excited obviously to see Keaton back. I'm really excited to see Affleck have another go in the bat suit as well yeah. and then hopefully see the two Batmans together, the latest one and the original. Um, sorry, rest in peace, Adam West. But you know, yes. Michael Keaton is first proper Batman. Um, and I'm also, I'm super excited to see Supergirl. Mm. I'm really, really um, because um, Sasha Callier, she's the first Latina um, to play Supergirl. Yeah. She's the first dark-haired Supergirl. Which you know, you're going to fill us in on what happened with the comics and stuff. There's been a lot of hate online because she's not blonde and she hasn't got massive breath which I don't really understand that because if you are a comics sort of person then you know that the version that she's playing is a character in, in the DC universe you yeah. know I think I may get this wrong and I may get some uh, discount points for my nerdies but I think that the, she's not playing this version but I'm sure that one she's playing is the daughter of Superman 
and Wonder Woman, but she's not playing that version. That's where the Latina thing comes from, I think. Oh, okay. But I know, because, but I think there's another version of her with dark no, hair I think as well. She's, I, I think she is Supergirl, she's Kara. Oh yes, yeah, she is, so she plays his cousin. So I think the idea on this is what if her pod Made come it. to Earth and his didn't. Yeah. It's the idea. So she's not his daughter or anything like that. That's from the comic. I think the dark haired version of her is a different one, but there's two. So I'd be interested to see which version they're coming from. So I don't understand why people online are being very stupid no, about it. To see because the... it's it's a character that's different from the comics. I, I think I love the way they've done her suit and everything. She yeah, and her hair, she looks badass yeah. and that's what yeah. you want from Supergirl. I mean And again me, her look is from the comics. Yeah. And I love the Helen Slater Supergirl even though I love, it's yes. not the best movie. But I have a still, very special affection for that film. I am quite happy to sit through that film as bad as it is any time it's on. And it's got nothing to do with my kid crush on Helen Slater at all. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. I love that film. I'm sorry. (laughs) I do. I think just I no problem that film. There are a million films worse than that film, but we're going uh, past the point. So you know, so we know he does something at the time. So I tell you, I'll I'll tell you this. It's not really a spoiler. So we know that he changes things, doesn't he? But do you know how he finds out he can do it? Do you want to know that or not? No. Okay, I won't tell you now then. You'll see it in the film. I'm also trying to remember things from the Flash TV show because I did watch, I did stick right. with that for like the first two seasons. I did about five and, and checked out. And then out. I kind of checked out because it, it was just getting too much with the way they were yes. linking Arrow and um, uh, Supergirl. Heroes of uh, Supergirl. Legends and of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. It was getting too much because yes. four shows to try and keep up with. Well, Supergirl, I watched the first two seasons and then I checked out of that as well. Oh, I did the first four. The fourth season's brilliant, but the fifth goes bad. But anyway, um, so it's interesting because I watched Jack as as exercise just as they last night uh, on my birthday because I'm sad. Um, and there are some plot points from that film that come into this. Oh, okay. That's why I, I actually didn't watch all of it last night. I fast forwarded past bits just go to the bits that I know we're in there. So if you have a working knowledge of, of that film, it helps in this. No, but I do because um, I've seen I've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League twice now, maybe three times. And so watching this, if there's anything that comes in that's um, that's followed, carried in from that film, yes. I'll be really pleased to see that. Okay. Let's go on, so, yeah. so so yeah. So anyway, I'm really looking forward to it. Let's do predictions then. Uh, what do you want to do? Predict like what rating you're going to give it at the what, end? Yeah. What? Or predict what's going to happen? I because think we're, we've got to do a spoiler-free review after, which is very yes. hard for both of us because we've both got big mouths. Yes. Me in particular. I mean, yeah, we are. What's, the, what's your expectations going in? Because it's been called the greatest comic movie ever. I think, I think it will be, but I think it will be by one person. Yes. <laughs> I think. I'm probably going to give it, when we come out, I reckon I'll probably top it at around this 8 out of 10. Yeah. And I think I'm definitely going to enjoy the ride. Yes. And I think it will look amazing. I think the special effects, if the trailers are anything to go by, I think the special effects are going to look awesome. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to enjoy it. And when we come out, I'm probably going to say to you, I want to see it again. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I think that after Endgame, the comic book films that we've got have been patchy at best. I think the best we've had probably Spider-Man: Far From Home. I haven't seen Spider-Verse yet, anyone. So everyone who might be chatting at their phone when they uh, listen to this, so I, I know. And 
it's animated, but uh, apparently it's really good. I think Guardians and Shazam have been very near. Uh, Quantumania, okay. I don't think we've had a knocked it out of the park film since Far From Home, I think. So I do think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun because it doesn't have to rely on continuity either. This is the end of an era film. And that does give them a bit of liberty to do, to do what they want. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm hoping to be shocked out of it. Like I, look, I know I'm going to get emotional when Keaton's there. I'm going to love that. I know that. But I hope I'm shocked or like, you know, surprised as well is what I would like, I think, from it. But let's talk about predictions then. Like, should we go like deaths or what we think is going to happen or? No. Well, I mean, oh, you, do you can, want to do that you, or not? You, no, you can't. Well, no. no, we can't really because we can't then say. Oh, yeah, we can't do spoilers. We can't, can't no. All right. We're spoiler free. So okay, let's not I, do that. I will say that I think there will be at least one big death in it. Okay. I will say that. Fine. And will I don't, we, and that's will we not be me. Able to, no. And that's uh, not me saying that I know that already because I haven't. I've tried to do the same as you, stay away from it. I've, I've looked at some of the trailers, but I've stayed away from the articles and that. That's just my guess, and I'm not basing it on anything I've read. I'm guessing there might be a, a big guess in it. It's my guess, one or two. Yeah. Barry's dad. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry's mum. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Barry's mum. Again. In the, in the current multi. First yeah. version, whatever I don't know dimension. Anyway, look, we're gonna go get something to eat. Yes. Um, the effects of the rum have now worn off, which is brilliant. I'm gonna stay on soft drinks for the rest of the night so I can focus on this film. And we will see you all very soon uh, for our spoiler-free-ish reaction Ish. straight after this. We'll see you in a few hours. Bye bye. See you soon. just ended uh, Mark started crying again like he did it in, <laughs> during uh, Avengers Endgame when uh, Steve Rogers turned up how was it for you Mark? Uh, that was actually spoiler free spoiler free that is, it was actually better than what I thought it would be um, I went in thinking I'd enjoy it um, and I actually thought a lot of it was overhyped and there's been a lot of hype on it it delivers it's easily the best comic book film since Endgame by a mile um, it's Thank you. the most entertainment, the most fun I've had at a film for the last few years. Uh, it was just so good. Um, what's good about it? I mean, pretty much everything about it. It's it's actually a very funny film. Um, it's uh, yeah, it was. We were laughing a lot for it. There's an, actually a lot of. It does everything. It's very funny. There's stuff there for the diehard fans. If you spot all the Easter eggs, I'm sure I didn't get all of them. But there are. It also surprises and shocks. And I said when we did our pre-film podcast, I was hoped to be shocked, and I was. And there's some really clever plot points that are in the trailers, but you'd miss it. And and I just had a fantastic time of it. And it was brilliant. It's brilliant to see Keaton back. And and it's just a tremendous fun. And I think it just shows you how good comic book movies can be. It just shows you how good they can be. Um, do you think it was the... Um, thank, you. thank you. Do you think it was the best DCU movie so far? I think it probably is. I think the tone of it is very different from the other stuff we've had. So like you, uh, we talked about like, um, Bill of Justice and, and that sort of stuff. Um, I think it probably is the best one. 
Just simply. Oh, hold on. Did, did you guys just see the Flash movie? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. we're from the Play Pause 10 podcast. What did you think? I thought it's one of the only recent Flash or DC movies that actually hit the spot. Yeah? You really enjoyed it? Yep. I, I thought the first half an hour, 10 out of 10. And then still, overall, 9 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, you agree with that? that. Yeah. I think like the advertising for it, like the trailers and stuff, made it seem like it was more of a trio movie than it ended up being. I was worried that was going to be like, oh, Batman and Supergirl and the Flash movie, but it was more so like still the Flash and like it was really good. It was really good. It was enjoyable. Action scenes were good. Loved the supporting characters. Um, Yeah, and the CGI was also surprisingly not horrible like I thought it was going to be it was a tiny bit ropey in some places I thought but overall it it wasn't too bad it was a good looking movie I think when the film's that good you can forgive it for that as well it obviously doesn't have quite the budget of the MCU films although there's a lot of uh, visual effects in it as well Uh, but it was just just fun I just as I think what you just said was perfect it's the most fun I've had uh, cinema for a very long time probably since Endgame I have to say and I really enjoyed Far From Home as well but um it was just it, it just hit the spots uh, say it, it had it was very funny i thought some great really funny bits in it some really good slapstick in it as well it's also it, it does the little winks like the self nods as well it has the it has the easter eggs but it's also got a lot of heart in it and and we know that he goes back to save his mum i actually thought there was emotional there you actually really felt for him and the choices he made and that's hard to make you do, I think, in, in those sort of films. But the fact that it, it, it does make you a bit choked up, especially towards the end, which I won't give away. But it's very emotional, actually. And, and, they, do, and they do that really well. You do actually really care about the characters. And, and that, I thought, was really strong. Yeah. Better get your name so we can give you a shout-out when yeah. the pop goes out. What's your name? Shout-out to me, Toby. Nat. Do you have Nat. Twitter ID? Thanks, guys. Instagrams? Oh, we, we, I'm not going to do anything. No, you're not going to do it. No, that's fair enough. You're more than welcome. That's fine. The other thing I was going to say, Batman is my favourite. Uh, Christopher Nolan ones are my favourite, but I think that one fight scene in Batman was the best fight scene I've ever seen for Batman. Do you think and it was Man- better than Ben Affleck's uh, fight scene in Dawn of Justice? Yes. I, do. I, I just. Think I think they took inspiration from the, from the Ben Affleck yeah. it, fighting it, it style. It almost reminded me of the animated stuff of Batman. Oh, just extremely good point. And the actually, of the kind of reminded me of uh, if you played the Arkham games, yeah, 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 yeah. the fighting yeah, system on exactly. that. Exactly. Where you're jumping from one. Yeah, yeah, and then throwing them, them, and then like drop kicking the next yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Good point, actually. Yeah, it's very well put. Yeah. Cool. Alright. I'll, I'll drop my Insta. Yeah, uh, go for it. At Lord of Chaos. Lord of Chaos. So like underscore. No, at Lord of Chaos underscore. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. We'll make sure we mention you when it goes out. The red yeah, nice. amongst like the recent DC films. I really liked uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, even though it's like really long. Um, but I think it was there good are. that they let him go and do that. That's Oh, right. Sorry, yeah, that's 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 that. pretty good. Up until it got to the end when it was I think, a bit. I think this might be one of the best. I've, yeah, I think it's definitely up there. I'm going to have to think about that. What do you think about the Batman? I really liked it. Oh, last year's one. Yeah, yeah. I hated, hated it. it. Damn. I really like it. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Hated I, is a very strong hated. Word. Well, hated is like, I, I'm, 
I'm interested to see where that goes if they let him complete that trilogy. I think it's going to be a trilogy. Yeah. For, for, but me, for me, the problem was, which is also part of the problem, one of the problems that I thought in here with Affleck, it's just a bit, just a bit useless. And I think <laughs> some people made the excuse that it was for it was because he was at the start of his journey, mm. but they didn't really go into that much. And I thought it was just a bit useless. I, I really dislike the film. I think like I like the aesthetic that they go for, like the seven and all that sort of thing. Yeah. They're, they're trying to do it and the detective side to it. I do like yeah. that. Very good detective. But he doesn't come across as Batman. I know he's at the start of his journey, but at, at no point did I think he was Batman. I just thought he'd come across as really up his own. <laughs> oh, we can't swear on our podcast, but sorry, John. Um, and I, he just didn't convey, he just didn't convey Batman to me at all. It was too long. The film was way too long. It should have been a half hour off that. Yeah, it was really good. But that guy's always good. That actor was it? Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah. Paul Dano. He's really, he's always good. But yeah, let's not talk about the Batman because I will never get my train home. <laughs> so yeah. Have a lovely evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank you very guys. much, guys. Fine, guys. Take care. I appreciate your time. Have a good night. Thank you. Uh, there we go, uh, John. See, we're doing our job in Leicester Square, right? Mark's got to go. We're going to wrap this up. Um, I still hold it at an eight out of ten, but you know me, I usually need to sleep on things a bit, and that could go up another half a point. I think it just drops a little bit just for the fact that I can't spoil it. Ah, um, but you know, we'll do a proper pod and we'll talk about it then. I mean, I think I'll give it a nine. Yeah, okay. Nine. But um, yeah, I loved it. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool, good. Right, that was brilliant. Lovely night out of the cinema. We need to do it more often. Indiana Jones next. Ha ha ha. Bye, everyone. Bye bye.